Income terms do not address transfer of ownership from seller to buyer. And people make the assumption that if I, as the seller, transfer possession to you, and if I transfer risk to you, you own the goods, and you don't. Hi, everyone. Are you loving our podcast? Do you feel like watching instead of just listening to our episodes? We have started to share our podcast videos on our trade community, www.crowd.trade, where you can view the complete show, comment, and carry conversations with your peers. We have built a trade community around our training courses and different resources for you to collaborate and gain the knowledge you are looking for. Head over to crowd.trade and register for your free account. Let's start trading. Well, Lalo, it is uh, coming to the end of the year, and uh, we've had a phenomenal run so far. Uh, we can't say we've been going for the whole year. Uh, I guess we've been going, what now, four months, five months that we've been publishing Since, uh, shows? August. So, yeah, so August. August? So, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. August, so, five September, months October, and uh, November, December. I didn't... Yeah, five months. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, hey, yeah. I, I'm I'm part of that, uh, you know, down home uh, school system here. One, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I have that same same problem. I can't go past ten. So, <laughs> well, I I gotta say, you know, uh, we keep uh, emphasizing it, man. To our listeners, y'all have been fantastic. Uh, the surprise, I guess, for us as we've been firing up is not only are we trending up here in the U.S. and we're continuing to do so. But in Europe, oh my gosh, oh, it's it's like we've got some, uh, both of you and I, I think, have some uh, international contacts, global contacts, yeah. that seem to be interested in what we're doing, and they're spreading the word out there. So, uh, But I had an interesting conversation with somebody just yesterday that uh, was interested in our, our podcast. Actually, I talked to them two days ago, and they talked to me again yesterday, and they have forwarded uh, the link to our podcast to several of their family members and friends because they're like hey they're all interested in this uh, <laughs> um, logistics realm and all that so it's very right. humbling i, I gotta tell you it it's is. been fantastic right but, uh, and then uh earlier uh, i would say a couple of weeks ago we published our first spanish show all in spanish and mm. that one went really well to be honest with you yes. it, it it took off and and did really good the next day we did the English version, which also did good, but I was yes. really happy to see that our Spanish show trended really well in, in Mexico. And so, um, yeah, I mean, who knows what, what we'll do next? I mean, uh, uh, well, we to might our, get our listeners to do a again, I, apologize. I don't speak Spanish, the Spanish I, uh, <laughs> that I know I can't, uh, repeat publicly. So <laughs> it's one of those, but that all said, Hey, listen, folks, uh, if, if especially to your, uh, Spanish speaking counterparts, and, and if you're doing business in Mexico, that is a fantastic show to listen to. So make a point to right. do that. Yeah. Well, actually, it kind of goes hand in hand as far as what we were talking on that is what we're going to be talking about today. I got to tell you, and what we're getting into today is the proverbial term "inco terms." If you don't know what that is, <laughs> international terms, uh, commercial terms of commercial sales. Terms. Excuse me. And um, and of that, it's like uh, in just a three-letter code, it can determine um who's responsible for what the buyer the seller the shipper the exporter the importer yada yada so we're going to get into some good discussions but there's always a lot of confusion with uh you know because i'll ask somebody as we've consulted uh and and talked to folks 
what are your terms? And they'll go, oh, net 30. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> or net 15 or whatever. Like, or, you know, not not or, payment terms. <laughs> or all the FOBs, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, everything's <laughs> FOB. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I'm, uh, we, we have somebody that uh, I'm looking forward to uh, him giving us some guidance here um, because, uh, you know, as I've said, it's like I, I, I'd screw up a two-car parade when it comes to some of this stuff, and hopefully <laughs> I can get through and, and he can put me on the straight and narrow when it comes to the Inco terms and how to approach it. But, Lala, why don't you introduce our guest today? Sure. So we have on our show um... – uh, his name is Arthur Mera, and uh, he is certified by the ICC, by the way, who who writes or, or you know, who uh, um, owns, he'll tell us better, uh, the uh, Inco terms, amongst other stuff. Uh, but he um, also teaches for Global Training Center. He does several courses. Um, he, is our, he is an author. His name is Arthur, but he's an author of, of Inco Terms. Say that three times yeah, there, buddy. Exactly. That's, sorry. Tongue tight there a little. So anyway, he is an author of Inco Terms um, books as well. And uh, he'll let us know a little bit more about that. But even though if, just so we can cover the content, if, if we do skip over some of that, not to worry. Again, everybody knows to check the, the show notes because it's, there's a bio of him and, you know, links to his uh, profile and whatnot, you know, whatever else that we might find of his, we'll link to that. Um, but anyway, but Arthur, uh, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And uh, very last show of the, of the year. We're happy to have you. And uh, maybe we can uh, go through some stuff that uh, people can prepare for 2023. Anything you might have seen in 2022 that might have been problems. Um, first of all, let me also say this. We do need to clarify something. People always call Global Training Center, hey, when are you going to have the IncoTerms 2023 training or <laughs> IncoTerms 2022? It's like, <laughs> no. So anyway, let's start with something like that. <laughs> okay. Okay. So let's start with IncoTerms 2023 versus IncoTerms 2020. <laughs> and, and, and I think what we need to get, because if you Google IncoTerms 2023, things pop up, right? Yes, and, they do. <laughs> and invariably, it's just people in marketing who are like, eh, let's just put it out there. But Incoterms are published every few years. Nothing in writing states how often it must be. But the latest version is Incoterms 2020. So here we are, end of 2022, just about to embark on 2023. And we're still, the latest version is Incoterms 2020. And the previous version was Incoterms 2010. And then Incoterms 2000 and Incoterms 1990. And, there's nothing in writing. Yeah, they try and do it every 10 years is the frequency right. is where the ICC tries. By the way, let me, let me stop for a second. And again, yeah. welcome, Arthur. Oh, thank show. You. Uh, for those uh, that uh, heard ICC, that stands for International Chamber yeah. of Commerce. It's actually headquartered in Paris, France. And uh, it is the uh, entity that has the copyrights and is who originally generates, if you went through different people that contribute and publishes the actual Inco terms. So they're the ones that have the standard out there. But then since that, there's also a lot of supportive things. And I, you know, quite frankly, Arthur, as we're going through this, I'm going to tell you Inco terms with the information that's initially out there and you read through it, it's clear as mud. So it's like, you're going to have to help us here. So it's like, okay, I can summarize it very quickly. First of all, uh, um, let me, let me state Andy that you're, 
You're 100% correct. Incoterms is an acronym. It stands for International Commerce Terms. And there is an appropriate way to write it, and that's with a capital I, and the rest of the letters are lowercase. One of my pet peeves is, you know, the capital Inco-terms. And no, it's one word, capital <laughs> I. The rest of the word is lowercase. Got to put the little R in the circle. It is an internationally registered trademark as well. Um, right. Yes, the International Chamber of Commerce in, in, in Paris publishes these. And, and let me give it to you in one sentence, International Chamber of Commerce. So the INCO terms represent shorthand for identifying the transfer of risk and possession from seller to buyer. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's it. Okay. Uh, there is a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of misunderstanding out there. There are a lot of things that INCO terms do not address. People try to tie them into the INCO terms. Um, it doesn't work. It makes things a little bit sloppy. But when I talk about risk and possession, risk means responsibility for the condition of the goods during the move. So at some point, Andy, if I'm going to if I'm going to sell to you, uh, I'm going to be responsible for the goods up to a certain point, And then you pick up responsibility after that point. And the identification of that point is defined by the INCO terms and then possession. Well, uh, let's talk about possession. We have to talk about possession. When I, when I say possession, I don't mean physical possession. I mean, I don't own an airplane, okay? And, and I don't own a container ship. But if I'm going to sell it to you, I'm going to have to hire a company with a truck, maybe hire a company with an airplane. And when I hire these agents to move the goods, these agents become my legal representative. So as long as the goods are in the possession of my agent, they're in my legal possession, but they're not in my physical possession. And at some point, possession is going to transfer from my agent to your agent, which means it transfers from me to you. And, and that's going to be defined by, by the INCO terms rule that is used between mm -hmm. seller and buyer. Uh, that's it. Well, as you're going through this, let, let me say this, especially for those is like, if you're at an executive level, middle management to upper management, one of the things I want to, uh, uh, reach out to you here, this may be one of those is like, Oh man, this is not really what I want to get into or, or whatever. Don't touch that dial yet. Um, here's the thing from an executive level too often, your own bureaucracy of your company, people are creatures of habit and they can default to the wrong Inco term. And mm -hmm. when it starts, when you're dealing with an international transaction uh, of a, some kind of a sale, even if there's not a sale involved, it's just a movement of goods from one location to another, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. there's going to be appropriate Inco terms for that. But here's what's important at an executive level, you need to be looking at this because you can lose out in a international trade uh, or, or international court of law on a transaction. If the wrong Inco term is utilized because mm -hmm. you can have a contract negotiated and certain people are supposed to be following through with certain responsibilities, Arthur, as you just mentioned. And yet at the same time, the paperwork has a different transaction, uh, uh, Inco term on it or whatever that changes it. Cause that international transaction is for that shipment is tied to the paperwork, the bill of lading, the commercial invoice, Correct. maybe a, a letter of instruction, uh, whatever else. And if you, you could supersede your contract with what's on that paperwork for that international transaction. So it's important from an executive level that as you're looking at this, you don't need to necessarily understand all the minutia here, but what you nope. do need to do is ask the questions 
of your accounting folks, your purchasing folks, and especially your compliance folks and do a review of some of that. And it's like, what should be the proper income terms? We can get into that, Arthur, on some of this, but what about some of the uh, things in the approaching here? We can talk about, you know, the, the proper things uh, one way or another, but let's just go right to something. What do you see as one of the, shall we say, uh, most common um, misuse uh, abuses or misuses right. of, of an income term? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, title transfer. Okay. Ownership. Incoterms do not address transfer of ownership from seller to buyer. And people make the assumption that if I, as the seller, transfer possession to you, and if I transfer risk to you, you own the goods, and you don't. And so it very well may be that I may be responsible for goods I don't own, or you may be responsible for goods you don't possess. Incoterms do not address title transfer, never have, never will. Title transfer must be addressed separately in your terms and conditions. And people get confused when they think about the transfer of possession and risk, and they equate it with a transfer of title. Completely separate conversations, because generally transfer of title is associated with payment for the goods. Incoterms will not deal with payment for the goods. The only thing the incoterms say is, if I as the seller do what I'm supposed to do, you as the buyer are obligated to pay for the goods. How and when you pay for the goods is a separate conversation. Now, this comes into play when we look at where the goods reside on your books or on my books, all right? And, and so we've got to look at the ownership and of risk. And can we quantify that in our, uh, either in our landed cost or when we build a sale price, right? Because mm-hmm. the name of the game is to maximize profit here. And the old school way of thinking was, hey, 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 I'm in the business of making widgets. I make all my suppliers bring the goods to me. I make all my customers pick the goods up at my door. And you are leaving money on the table when you do that. Because in, in, in today's very small world, the companies that succeed are the companies are, that are best at moving goods and managing risk. And I don't think I need to, I don't think I can overstate the importance of managing risk in 2020, 2021, and 2022, when our supply chain basically exploded. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, I well, mean- uh, well, let's give some scenarios here. It's like, because you're going down a, a, a really good road here. Hi, everyone. Are you loving our podcast? Do you feel like watching instead of just listening to our episodes? We have started to share our podcast videos on our trade community, www.crowd.trade where you can view the complete show, comment, and carry conversations with your peers. We have built a trade community around our training courses and different resources for you to collaborate and gain the knowledge you are looking for. Head over to crowd.trade and register for your free account. Let's start trading. Let's just say a factory, again, you know, China's been a very common one. Vietnam's the next, you know, big growth thing. Taiwan would be another one. So let's talk and give a scenario where there is a um bulk of widgets that mm-hmm. a factory in asia is um and it could be in europe as well it doesn't matter but it, we'll just say asia right now and let's just use taiwan is the, the scenario that they are loading up a containers that are put onto a, a ship heading to the u.s 
for distribution across the U.S. And in that is that as they're going through, um, you know, one of the most common um, ANCO terms that's used is FOB, free on board. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? I mean, it's that kind of stuff and, and all that. And so why don't we talk through the most common uses? And then I'm going to, I'd like to throw a couple of exceptions at you and say, now, what sure. about this and what should they be looking at? Okay. Okay. FOB. One of my favorite subjects. Americans love to run around going FOB, FOB, FOB. And, right. Right. and for domestic transactions in the United States, that's perfectly acceptable. We have the Uniform Commercial Code. In our UCC, we have American domestic trade terms, and one of them is FOB, and there are six variations of FOB, multimodal transportation, domestic use as well. Couldn't be more different from the INCO terms FOB. Now, the INCO terms FOB very specifically is intended for movement by ocean. Most people know that, but what they don't realize is if your goods are moving on a container, you really should not be using FOB. You should be using FCA instead. And so the misuse of FOB, here's the problem, Andy. Mm -hmm. If you've been in your job for a while, pretty soon you get to a point where any problem that lands on your desk, you can fix it with a phone call or an email. No one has to call the lawyers and dig up the paperwork. And if the paperwork is wrong and it's been wrong for years, it doesn't matter because I just pick up the phone, I call you, you say, yeah, I know what you meant. And I say, yeah, I know what you meant. We fix it, we move on. The paperwork is wrong forever. And then one day we can't fix it. And now we dig up the paperwork and it says FOB. And the arbiters have to try to figure out what we intended because our intentions are not reflected in our paperwork, right? Right, right. And so theoretically, let's just say that you and I did some business. I'm in Taiwan. You're in the United States. I'm selling to you. Under Incoterms FCA, we load up a bunch of containers and uh, the container ship is attacked by a sea monster. Halfway across, I mean, it could happen. Yes. We, we no, actually, really. I was. That's one of the exceptions I'm going to throw because it has happened where, as we've seen, there have been, believe it or not, container ships that have collided in yes. mid-ocean. I'm like, oh, right, it must have been foggy or something. I don't know. Secondly, uh, there's been uh, fires that have broken out, and they've had to literally dump some of the containers off to try and protect the rest, uh, not only the ship, but then some mm-hmm. of the containers, storms, whatever, some of the things yeah. going in, or the ship itself has gone down, but there's been a lot of exceptions. So, okay. So I've got containers of widgets and you're selling to me. And, uh, let's just say that the containers now with our, uh, goods that, uh, that in this transaction uh, have gone mm-hmm. overboard. Okay. Now, if I sold to you under FCA, guess what? Risk transfers from me to you in Taiwan. All right. You own the risk. Now, what if you and I have negotiated a deal where you get uh, net 90? I'm giving you very generous payment terms. The goods are going to arrive probably at your location before you even pay for them, before you even own them. So the goods are just going to stay on my books all the way until they get to your receiving dock. Uh, they're going to be on my books, but you're going to own the risk. And um, consequently, who has to clean up the mess? Well, uh, under FCA, risk transfers from seller to buyer in the seller's country. And so the buyer owns the risk. And if the containers go overboard, um, well, the buyer's got to clean up the mess, even though the buyer doesn't really own the goods. Okay. 
So as soon as the carrier who's transporting those goods takes possession of that container, risk now transfer. Well, that means that if there's a problem along the way, hey, where's my container, whatever, the buyer is responsible for tracing that or reaching out to the carrier or filing a claim or saying, what do you mean my container is in the, you know, in the ocean, whatever, those kinds of things. So that's what I wanted to clarify. But I got that correct. Right. You, you do. You do. So uh, in our example, when that container backs up to my shipping dock, as uh, soon as those goods are loaded into that container for my shipping dock, boom, risk transfers from me to you. Okay. And, and at that point, possession transfers as well, remember? Because although you're in the United States, you've hired a company who's hired a company who's hired a trucker in Taiwan. That trucker is an agent of an agent of an agent of you. And so now the goods are in your legal possession the minute they're loaded onto that, that truck in Taiwan. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, um, you may not own the goods. You may. I don't know. That's a separate conversation. Um, the thing here is <clears throat> that... Uh, you know, like I said, Americans love to run around saying FOB, FOB, FOB. It's just we've gotten away with it for decades because we have these American domestic trade terms. They don't have them in Mexico. They don't have them in Canada. They don't have them anywhere else except here in the, in the United States. And and if you if you if you think about it, on the very cover of the book for the Incoterms, it says trade terms for international and domestic use. Incoterms can be used domestically. Mm -hmm. just as easily as they can be used internationally. Let's think about this. If, if, if you and I are in Europe, all right, let's just say you're in France, I'm in Germany, we do some business, they share a border. That is absolutely an international transaction because we are in different countries, but we are in the European Union, which is a customs zone. So if you ask the trucker, the trucker's going to say, no, that's a domestic transaction. He just, he goes, he doesn't stop at the border, right? Operationally, it's a domestic transaction, but legally it's an international transaction. There is no export or import right. customs clearance. So let's, let's think about this. Is there really a lot of difference between a German and French transaction as between one, say, Illinois to Wisconsin? No, there's no customs mm -hmm. clearance. And so, mm -hmm. so we, you can use incoterms domestically because the thing about import and export clearance in the incoterms is it says when applicable. So if I'm responsible for export customs clearance, I am when applicable. And it's not applicable domestically. So we can use incoterms domestically as well. It's done all the right. time. All right. So let's take this from another standpoint is that, um, again, let's take a uh, air cargo move, right? You've got now a container of freight that's moving air cargo. And obviously the container for aircraft is going to be much smaller than that of yep. a 20 or 40 footer for ocean. But let's say we got a 5,000 pound container that's going on a aircraft and, and all mm -hmm. of that. And we have that in this same scenario, traditionally, what would you recommend as far as some of the eco terms there? Well, let's, let's think about that for a minute. All right. Let's go back and play with FCA. Okay. We have to remember that when we discuss income terms, they come in two parts. There is the three letter designation FCA, and then there is the named place that occurs after FCA. So I can sell to you FCA, my, my factory, or I can sell to you FCA port of export. And if you and I are going to be doing business by air freight, maybe I get better domestic trucking rates than your forwarder and you would prefer mm -hmm. to pick up the goods at 
uh, I'm sorry, pickup is the wrong word. You would prefer that I bring the goods to the port of export, the airport yeah, the of airport. export. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. So at that point, rather than um, me loading the goods onto your truck, I have to make the goods available to you, ready for unloading. Right. So that means my truck's going to back up to the airport ready for unloading. And you're going to pick up the goods there because you happen to get very good freight rates uh, by air. And so you said, no, 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 I'm going to move the goods. I'm going to pick them up in your country. Uh, they're going to move on my contract. Right. Yeah. And, and so risk would then transfer at the port of export rather than at my place. Now, mm-hmm. the problem here is that the United States is a big country. And there's a big difference between selling something FCA Chicago and FCA Miami and FCA Los Angeles. And the pre-carriage involved can significantly change the sale price to an American exporter who's selling goods you know, uh, to their customer under FCA in the United States. We have four time zones alone just in the continental United States, right? And so, um, and, and if you're talking ocean freight, it, it, if you have a factory on the east coast of the United States, right? And and you're going to sell me five containers of stuff. It's going to move by truck to a rail yard. It's going to move by train across the country. It's going to move to another rail yard. It's going to move by truck to the port of export. If we're talking air freight, you may say, you know what? I get better rates out of Miami than anywhere else. So Arthur, you got to move the goods to Miami. And so I'm going to need to know where in the United States you want me to bring the goods in order for me to build a sale price to you. I can't simply say, well, here's my price FCA. FCA what? FCA Chicago and FCA Miami, there's a big difference. But then, uh, oh no, we got a problem where, you know, a ship is hung up, an airplane goes down or uh, something has been lost or there's a uh, train that has derailed or whatever the case may be um, and uh, in, in all that. So that's where, with those exceptions mm-hmm. and the proficiency of the folks in those areas that we just mentioned, comes into play. So here's, here's another question. Let's just say that a company does not have that kind of setup. Most don't where Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. this teamwork effort of these different entities. Yeah. With that said, what would you recommend? Let's just start with the compliance folks or the transportation folks. What would you recommend for somebody to do when it comes to the ECO terms? How, Taking the information that we've got in some of these transactions, what would you recommend if you had to navigate through there and say, hey, we need to get together and probably work to minimize the risk that the company is seeing? Well, training, of course, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, There there should be some training, but the, the thing is, and here's the problem with training in any area. It doesn't matter if it's incoterms or logistics or letters of credit, um, invariably at the end of the day, the person who takes the training says, oh my goodness, nobody else gets it. (laughs) I mean, I get it, but nobody else does. And now I've got to go back to the office and explain it to everybody. And they're going to think I've got an agenda and, and no, I'm just trying to make things right. And so, you know, to get everybody on the same page, we all need to be in the same room and have this conversation and do some training about incoterms. And, you know, um, not make assumptions. Well, part of the challenge is going to be translating the yeah. complexity of these international transactions into terminology and phraseology mm-hmm. 
that somebody that's not a compliance geek or or whatever or trade geek even uh, can understand it. Well, with that, let me just ask it this way then, is that as complex as it is, you mentioned the training. So that's, I mean, obviously that's the foundation of learning Inco terms and then how to apply them is a whole different thing and all that. So I'm going to, uh, you, you obviously have some very uh, good information. I, I've seen some of this folks and I'm going to tell you what I'm about to open up here. He's got some books. Arthur has some books that are phenomenal, but I want you to, to uh, stop for a minute to uh, mention what, as far as these additional resources, more than just the Inco book term from ICC. Yeah. yeah. Tell me, uh, it's like, do you have some recommendations here of uh, some additional resources that will help somebody in the Inco terms? How's sure. that softball for you? <laughs> well, well, you know, I've always wanted to uh, be on a talk show and say the phrase, in my book. <laughs> Shamelessly promote oh, my book. In my book, okay, <laughs> um, making money with Terms, and this is the second edition. This is on Terms 2020. Uh, we do have a class on this. We're going to be rolling this out in 2023. This is a book that says, all right, we've got the Terms. We understand what they are. Fine and dandy, but let's figure out how to use the Terms in negotiating purchases and sales, both domestic and international, right. with the intention of minimizing landed cost and maximizing profit, Okay. So this is oh, wait really a minute, wait a minute. repeat that with the intention of what minimizing cost and maximizing profit. Well, you want to provide the service and all that. All right. So here's, I'm going to pitch this back over now to Lalo is that Lalo for the global training center. And then folks, I'm going to tell you global training center is our main sponsor here. And, and so I'm, I'm going to take a moment, but they provide phenomenal courses great services and all that. But so Lalo, if somebody wants to learn about Incoterms from the basics to getting even more advanced, um, won't you mention what you've got as far as at uh, the global training center that uh, can be offered? I mean, there's other training programs. I get it. Right. But I mean, yours, yours are, have been great. I know that. Right. Uh, well, we have a several options. Uh, we have a um, Arthur and even yourself, Andy have talked throughout the show about, um, having several people involved in the process as to at least just at least getting a clue or knowing what the heck is an inco term, even though they're not going to be the ones that are negotiating or applying it. So we have something that is a, an awareness class just to know, oh, that's what an uh, inco terms means. That's a short one-hour class that, that mm -hmm. somebody can take on, on, on their own pace, on their own time. It's recorded. And then Arthur... Um, and other instructors teach uh, our basic or not basic, but our in-depth uh, Incoterms class. That's also a half-day class. That's live, um, interactive. You know, people ask questions and everything. That could be done either at um, on a location somewhere or or on a webinar. But then Arthur's added another class called Incoterms Strategies, which is um, applying again, like he's like he mentioned on. Um, more of the strategies on on maximizing how'd you say it arthur maximizing minimizing profit. cost maximizing profit yeah <laughs> i said it backwards somewhere well anyway yeah and uh and i know arthur did you trademark that that term repo or did you try to trademark yeah. it or <laughs> repo <laughs> you got it yes responsibility possession and ownership right and ownership right so repo so he he uses that as part of his uh, strategies as well on on uh, on ecoterms uh, above and beyond what you might think, oh, let's just 
use FCA or, or, or DDP or whatever, you know what I mean? And so, you know, and, and taking all the, the, the consequences, but yeah, so that's what we offer. And, and, um, you know, again, as Arthur said, shameless plug, but hey, <laughs> that's, no, what, I, that's what we're doing here. So, <laughs> well, and, and again, the takeaway for folks, if you're new to the, uh, import, export, transportation, logistics, sourcing, purchasing, doesn't matter if you are in management that you have been now all of a sudden inheriting the compliance or import export types of uh, uh, transactions, all that. Um, uh, your takeaway action-wise is get proficient, become proficient, um, forgive my grammar here, become proficient with the INCO terms. That is so paramount. Secondly is once you become proficient with it is also look at how to apply what you've been learning. One of the things that we usually do here is we like to ask our guests and you have been very eloquent and great. So I appreciate you. Um, if you had the opportunity to step in through a time machine or something and mm -hmm. go back and talk to your 21 year old self, what would you tell yourself? <laughs> At 21. Wow. One, we've had some people say, you know, I wouldn't want to go back that far. I'll, I want to talk to my 30 year old self or whatever. But. Does buy Apple stock count? <laughs> yes, it does. It does. Somebody, we've had a few say that. Uh, buy Tesla, buy, buy Apple, yeah. buy Microsoft. Yeah. There, there you go. Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, no, all kidding aside, I, actually, that's not kidding. I would love to have done that. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Hindsight's um, 2020 on that. Oh boy, that's a tough question. I I, I really uh, um, I, I don't know what I would say. I mean, I I uh, my life has been anything but a straight line. I've lived very many places. I've had different careers. I I've studied different things. Uh, when I was 21, I was studying anthropology. I was doing linguistics, which has nothing to do with inco terms. Okay. Um, <laughs> other and, than how to properly pronounce them right <laughs> yeah you know um i i uh i don't know if i'd say anything i'd say just you know what keep it up you're doing well then yeah you, i was gonna say then your answer is do you i mean because you yeah. did you uh, arthur and you went through all those experiences i mean I, I know you personally and i can attest that this guy is um other than his age, he is that guy in that uh, in that uh, Dos Equis commercial, the the world, uh, the, the world's greatest man, man or, or, yeah, you know, most interesting, interesting man. man. That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's Arthur. I mean, he really is. He's oh, it's it's great to sit with Arthur and just talk <laughs> talk about just that's anything fantastic. really. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, and I'm blushing. Well, okay. Arthur, Thank you, it has been an absolute pleasure. Uh, I hope I haven't bent your ear too much there and and uh, i hardly gave lalo even a chance to jump in there but no, I, I don't mean, worry this is one of those is that i just i'm fascinated with inco terms and i'm more fascinated with the uh the the application thereof so mm -hmm. yeah yep. yeah well anything and everything to do with business um i could talk all day thank you gentlemen Listen, this, it's been a blast this is a great show for our last one for the year so oh, it it's is like, and uh, happy we may have to break to this everyone, one up as our last one and our first one who knows so yeah, yeah, who knows? Yeah. Right, exactly. Well, I do want to say Happy New Year to both of you, Thank and you, uh, you, you know, it's, and 
I'm going to continue to do business with both of you, which is going to be fun until 2023. And uh, we'll hit Arthur up when the, tw- the Inco Tours 2024 come up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> the marketing people anyway. But thank you, Arthur. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you both as well. Thank you very much for joining us. Simply Trade is brought to you by the generous contributions of Global Training Center. You can follow the show and GTC on LinkedIn or Twitter and other social networks. Make sure you check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's show with all the important links. Also, make sure that you share this with a friend and subscribe on your favorite streaming platform. We really like hearing from you. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest in the show or would like to sponsor Simply Trade or suggest any topic you would like for us to discuss, please contact us via email at simplytrade at globaltrainingcenter.com or you can DM us on Twitter at simplytradepod. Thank you again for the privilege of your time. Happy trading. Simply Trade is not a law firm or an advisor. The topics and discussions conducted by Simply Trade hosts and guests should not be considered and is not intended to substitute legal advice. You should seek appropriate counsel for your own situations. These conversations and information are directed towards listeners in the United States for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only and should not be substituted for legal advice. No listener or viewer of this podcast should act or refrain from acting on the basis of information on this podcast without first seeking legal advice from counsel. Information on this podcast may not be up to date depending on the time of publishing and the time of viewership. The content of this posting is provided as is. No representations are made that the content is error The views expressed in or through this podcast are those of the individual speakers, not those of their respective employers or Global Training Center as a whole. All liability with respect to actions taken or not taken based on the contents of this podcast are hereby expressly disclaimed.